Hey guys, welcome to Disciples by Design. Um, I am doing uh, another message. I've just started honestly doing them on um, what we cover in our Disciples chat. And it's really just because God's really been inspiring me to... Um, honestly, it's pretty much a message plan. I'm just going to be honest. So I'm going to read through what I have and... Uh, so probably be a shorter podcast, but that's okay. I'll do longer ones um, like I usually do on the weekends. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I was just telling my family in our chat that we limit God. You know, many of you will say, no, I definitely don't. Or maybe you'll say, do I? Jesus has called us to walk in the way which we find in John 14, 5 through 7, which is him, and he has made us from the beginning to be his light, which is in 1 John 1, 1 through 4. Yet we limit him through our perspective by seeing things from our perspective and not seeking out his. Too many times the church family is still too focused on ourselves. We still question the validity of the spirit. It says in Ephesians 4, 7 through 8, Now to each one of us was given this grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, Ascending on high, he led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. Okay, I want to I wanna say something. He, uh, ascending on high, he led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. He led captivity captive captive. Why do we let ourselves still be so held back from the truth, the truth that we are free? When Christ died on the cross, when Jesus died on the cross, he set us free. Why do we still walk in the things that hold us and bind us? And you know, this is something that God just keeps giving me revelation on, revelation on. But Seriously, by by staying captive to the things of this world, we we are we are actually not truly believing in Jesus. Yeah, that's right. I said it. We're not truly believing in Jesus. Because if you really believed, you would be free. If you really believed when he said do this, you would do that. But do we? And you know, this is stuff that I struggle with too, guys. So I'm not just I'm not being condescending at all. This is a real question for you to, to honestly, to witness in your heart. And I say witness because you need to question yourself thoroughly. You know, if you're ever comfortable in what you are doing in the church, you're in trouble. You need to always make sure that you are hungry and passionate for Jesus. You need to always make sure that you are seeking more because there's never there's never too much. You can never get too much. And I don't mean just hearing the word. I mean, you can never get too much. You need to constantly be seeking after more, constantly be growing. Because once you stop growing and you become comfortable, you pass into the danger of religion. And we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, ascending on high, he led captivity captive. And he gave gifts to men. So he led captivity captive, which means anything that has held you or chained you down, strongholds in your life, strongholds in your family, these are all things that are not of God. And yet 
you know, as Christians, as believers, as people that believe in Jesus, that he came to save us from sin, to save us from ourselves, to save us from iniquities, we still are held and still struggle against these. Why? Have you ever asked yourself why? Maybe you struggle with something profusely and you don't want anyone to know about it. And you say, why do I struggle with this? Yeah, that's what I want to know. It's because you do not understand the plan and purpose he has for you yet. You do not understand and you do not yet realize the strength and power of his love. Because you do not understand it, you cannot be set free. Your eyes have not truly been opened. You've been alerted to the truth, but you have not seen it. Because had you seen it, you would be free. So, as Christians, you know, our desire should be to seek and know God more. But if you're really going to do that, you need to be able to see where God is coming from. If you do not attempt and, you know, seek revelation on his perspective, you are constantly limiting him in power because you only live off of what you know. If you choose to live off of the power of Jesus, then it is unimaginable because he is eternal. And so there is nothing that confines that power because you are then seeing from his perspective. But if you are living by the knowledge of your own life and what you understand, then there is constantly a limit on his power and what he can do through you. The things that he could show you because you were limiting him. So we're going to move on. Now, each one of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Guys, do you not understand what this means? We were given grace through Jesus to be children of God. John 1, 9 through 13, the true light who gives light to every person was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world came into being through him and the world did not recognize him. He came to his own things and his own people did not receive him. But as many as received him to those who believe in his name, he gave to them authority to become children of God who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of a husband, but of God. So as children of God get and given authority and grace, we are given gifts. And yet what holds us back and speaking when he tells us to speak, what holds us back when walking, when he, what holds us back from walking when he tells us to walk, what holds us back is ourselves and our perspective, not his. God has called us up to have a childlike faith in him. Have you ever watched children? They easily make friends and believe in the impossible because they do not have an expectation from this world. They have not learned or been taught by the world yet that they can't do it. So the, they believe freely in it. They believe freely they can do it. Just as they believe freely, God has called us to believe in him. The danger here is what you... The danger is here... That when you limit Jesus, you go from being a believer to a religious man or woman. To explain what I mean, I have a short side story here. I do not believe in religion. We have religions all over the world. I believe in Jesus. There is only one way, and that's him. People always look at me confused when I say this, that I honestly, I just don't believe in religion. 
The thing is, religion preaches that you always have to have a bigger stack of good deeds to outweigh your bad deeds. The thing is, from the moment you are born and take breath, you scream, and from that point, you make people's lives a living hell. As you grow, you are... As you grow, you are young, but you pick up the ways of sin and death faster than you do of what is right, true, and godly. All those selfish and self-absorbed thoughts and actions are all sin. And the sad thing is that no matter where you are in your walk with Christ, you will always default to sin. So no matter how many good deeds you have, they will never outweigh the bad. But through Jesus, we are given the greatest gift of grace. And through grace, have a chance to serve God through Jesus. This is the only way. So yeah, when it, when I talk about when I talk about grace with people, um, or grace, yeah. Well, I do talk about grace when I generally talk about this too. But when I talk about Jesus with people, they're like, "Oh, so you're a Christian?" And you know, I'll say yes, but I I don't believe in religion. And I say that every time I, I try to say it every time and people are like, oh, what do you mean? And it gives me the chance to say, well, you know, being being a religious person, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I don't believe in." They're like, I just don't do religion. I'm like, well, neither do I. You know, people are always like, wait, what do you mean? But you just said that you believe in Jesus. Yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I do not believe in religion. Because religion anywhere, everywhere, there's there's hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe millions of religions out there. And each one teaches that you have to have this, this good stack of deeds to get to heaven, the afterlife, reincarnation, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, is that everything that is considered sin is a constant thing that we have to deal with. And so when you have that consistency of sin in your life, there is never, ever going to be enough good deeds. You know, you do one or two good deeds a day, and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm a good person. Are you? Because according to the word of God, you are a sinner and you're going to hell. Yeah, let that sink in there for a minute. You, you say, oh, I'm a religious man. Oh, good for you. I hope you enjoy hell. I know a lot of people are going to take that harshly. But I want you to really think. So this is why I'm saying this. I want you to really think. I want you to really weigh in your mind how you live your life. And the things that you, you say you're a godly man or woman. Okay. Well, let's see if you really are. I want you to really think. So when you say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, do you? I know I ask this a lot, but do you? You say you're a Christian, but are you? If you are, you're going to constantly be seeking after Christ. <laughs> the moment that you're comfortable is when you should be afraid. Because not, God has not called you to be comfortable. He has called you to walk out into the world and preach the gospel to everyone. Do you know what that feels like? It's not comfortable. I can tell you that right now. It is not comfortable. You're walking into people's lives. You're walking into things that, uh, you know, 
people get these two things confused. They get peace and comfort confused. They're not the same thing. Peace means that when God has called you to walk in the world, you're not afraid. So yeah, you can still be uncomfortable and be in peace. But you can't have comfort and peace in the same thing and be like, oh, this is godly because it's not. God wants our heart to be rendered to him fully and completely. Do you know what that means? What that means is that everything that we have in this world, ultimately, you know, I I feel like there's gray lines here, but I really don't at the same time. I really don't. God wants our heart fully and completely. If you fully and completely, if you think of a circle and, you know, you think of a circle diagram where it's cut up into like a little pie shape like they do for, uh, oh, for status effects or um, um, graphs. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, and, you know, if you had to make a graph of your of your life and how much you spent with God, what would be the majority of that graph? Would it be Jesus? Because I can tell you right now, if it's not Jesus, you are not living the life he wants to wants you to live. And yeah, that's hard because, you know, we have jobs, we have kids, we, we have family members, husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, relationships. You know, we, we have activities and hobbies. Uh, we, we have sports, we have video games, we have entertainment and TV. But what takes up the majority of your heart, the majority of your life? Is it God? You say that I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. Oh, yeah. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things for Christ who strengthens me. That's great. But when we look at your life, when we look at your fruit, do they say the same thing that you do? God didn't call us to walk in what we know. Rather, he called us to walk in faith. Faith is, as it says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the realization of what is hoped for, the proof of things not seen. Now faith is the realization of what is hoped for, the proof of things not seen. If it is the realization of hope and the proof of what is not seen, then it stands to reason you will not understand what you are doing. In order to walk that out, there is only one way. You need to realize it is not with your mind you serve Jesus, but with your faith, belief, it is a heart set, not a mindset. It is a heart set, not a mindset. Anytime you serve God with your cerebral vortex, your brain, you are not walking in God's plan for your life because it is according to his heart which you are supposed to take on as a mantle with his fruits of the spirit, which is armor for you. And in order to live in that life, you need to walk in faith in everything that you do. And it says in the Bible that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, then you can move mountains. That's a little tiny bit of faith, but a lot of people don't even have that much. And saying that is harsh. But I'm not saying any of this to tear you guys down, but to build you up, to make you really think about how you serve God, to make you really think and, and dwell on 
do I really spend a lot of time with Jesus? Am I putting him first in my life? Am I really seeking the things of God? Because these are a lot of things that a lot of us don't think about. You know, you do your things, you go throughout your life. And then, you know, when you have free time, you make time for Jesus. And then, you know, you go to church on Sunday. And what I want people to realize and what God wants people to realize, because this is something he's put on my heart to tell you guys, is that he doesn't want you guys to be cookie cutter Christians. He doesn't want you all to look the same. He doesn't want there to just be this format. He just wants the hearts and the minds of the people in the world. He wants them to know that he loves them, that he cherishes them, that he holds them in high esteem, and that he desires nothing more than to get to know us all. And so, you know, I've had people ask me and I've had people scoff at me because I wear, I wear joggers and sweatshirts and I have my ears pierced and I work at a smoke shop right now. And people are like, Oh, how can you be a Christian? I'll tell you how, because Jesus loves me for me. And he loves the people out in the world for them. It's not based on our perspective. It's not based on cultural perspective. It is based on the Bible. And the Bible says that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It doesn't say, and, but, if, where, uh, uh, no. It says all the world. And you know what? People are going to have different cultures. And they're going to be in different places. And you may not approve, but God still called you to go talk to them. He has still called you to preach the gospel, even if you don't agree. It's not supposed to line up with your mindset because it has nothing to do with your brain. It has to do with your heart and your faith in Jesus. You need to get out of your mindset because you are limiting the power of God in your life by thinking that you know something that you don't. God has called you up to walk in a way that you've never walked before. It is time to wake up. It is time to wake up. <clears throat> Actually, my devotions this morning. Uh, let me go back to it. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 7 through 15. Therefore, do not be sharers with them. And it's talking about people that are living in the world. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the world. Live like children of light, for the fruit of light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is well-pleasing to the Lord. And do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather even expose them, for it is shameful even to speak about things being done by them in secret, but all things exposed by the light are made visible for everything made visible is light. Therefore it says, wake up sleeper and rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Wake up sleeper and rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Therefore consider carefully how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. I'm going to repeat that again. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. 
Therefore, consider carefully how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. I emphasize on that because a lot of you are going to be like, I'm not asleep. Are you serving God to your fullest potential? Are you going out in the world and preaching the gospel? You ask most Christians how many people they talk to about Jesus, and they'll say one or two when they were a teenager, or one or two when they first started, or none. Your calling is to be the light in this world. But how often are you being that light? And you say you're not asleep? Are you sure? Are you sure? Therefore, consider carefully how you live. What is your calling? What has God called you to do? He's called you to go into the world and preach all of the gospel. But are you doing that? Therefore, consider carefully how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Guys, we're running out of time, and there's people in the world that have never heard Jesus. There's people in this world that have heard Jesus, and they've heard it from like Southern Southern Baptist Church that say, we hate everyone that doesn't agree with us pretty much. Guys, what are you doing? How are you living your life? This is important. If you're going to call yourself a Christian, you know, you need to make sure that you are imitating Christ. And he's called us to reach out to those who are seeking truth, to preach the words that he's given us to all of the world. It doesn't matter if they don't meet your standard or your quota. Maybe it's the drug dealer on the street. He still needs Jesus. Who's going to do it but you? Yeah, this is not an easy message, and it's not meant to be, honestly. But God is calling us up, guys. Anyways, I think I've gone on long enough. I'm going to go ahead and end it here. But uh, I do hope that you guys feel encouraged. And I do hope that that cut a little bit, because that's how it's supposed to be. You know, we need to make sure that we're giving up the things that God's called us to give up in order to serve him. And if you're not doing that, well, I don't want to be a comfy Christian. I want to be a Christian that serves God. And I know that sometimes that means that the things that I need to know are going to cut me deep. And that's okay. All right. Praise God for you guys. Love you all. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Disciples by Design.